Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is part four of the Naptime Kitchen Home Reset. Okay, let's check in. How are you feeling? Are you tired? Are you feeling triumphant? Regardless, I hope you're feeling a little bit lighter around your home, knowing that three major areas have been worked through, wiped down, and are now organized to function in a way that blesses you. And this week, we are going to tackle the bedrooms. Now, I know that everyone has a different bedroom situation. Some of you are living that dream life with a master bedroom and two walk-in closets. Others can barely fit a king-size bed, and you share a closet with your significant other, and you are constantly worrying over hangers. Whatever your situation, here are just some guidelines to help give you the nudge you need to start today with a fresh bedroom. Also, this is, again, not meant to be a guide on cleaning. If you're anything like me, then your bedroom likely needs to be vacuumed and dusted constantly, so I want you to think of this more as a refresh than a cleaning. This is more about dealing with the stuff than dealing with the dust. All right, let's get started. Step one, I want you to take everything out of the bedroom that doesn't belong there. This is free, guys. The best way to start dealing with your bedroom is to actually be able to focus on the bedroom. So you know all those random items that end up in the bedroom but really have no reason to be in there? Maybe Christmas gifts that need to be returned, a random oven mitt, uh, who knows how that even got in there, or perhaps some hardware from like that mirror you hung last week but you never put the toolbox back. Guys, now is the time to take five or ten minutes and get those items out of the bedroom and back where they belong. All right, go ahead. Do it now. I'll wait. Okay, step two, I want you to clear off your clutter chair. So you know that chair where you throw literally every item you take off when you're too lazy to hang it back up? I want you to go ahead and let that chair, or maybe it's a stool or a bench at the end of your bed, whatever it is, I want you to let it see the light of day. Perhaps you should even take five minutes and sit in that chair. It might be the only time you get to do it all year. However, if you want to sit in that chair more often, this is a little action step moving forward. I want you to make a point to clear off your clutter chair every Sunday night or perhaps on the day that you do laundry. Laundry day is the perfect opportunity to take stock of the clothes, smell them, decide to rehang them or wash them. Boom, your clutter chair is cleared off. All right, step three, I want you to change your sheets and the other people that live with you, you can change their sheets too. Okay, y'all, I do this once every week or every other week at most. Okay, I'm, I'm about to get passionate about this. It matters a lot to me. Did you know that Oprah reportedly changes her bedsheets every two days? Two days. And to be honest with you, I get it. Fresh sheets, in my opinion, are one of life's most underrated luxuries. And if I had a full-time staff, I might have my sheets changed every two days as well. But alas, I do not, so I settle for changing them myself weekly. Okay, listen in. The bed is where you spend around a third of your life, and you lay on those same sheets night after night. You need to wash those sheets. I can basically promise you that clean sheets will improve your overall sleeping experience. I wash mine weekly, and by day six, I am itching for new sheets. I love that first night on clean sheets. They are crisp. 
I feel like I am in a nice hotel. It is blissful. And bonus, washing your pillowcase will help your skin, and it'll keep you from laying that freshly washed cheek on an oily pillowcase. It really will help your skin. So here are a few tips for getting into a regular rhythm. If you're having a hard time, like, remembering to clean your sheets, I think you should pick a specific weekday. Maybe you do it every Saturday. Or if you don't want to do it that often, even though hopefully I've convinced you that you should, maybe you shoot for like the 1st, the 10th, and the 20th of the month, or like the 1st and the 15th of the month, or every other Saturday. Whatever it is, you should wash your sheets. Simply, if you just really hate folding sheets, maybe you would consider washing them first thing in the morning and then taking them straight from the dryer back to the bed. Voila, you don't have to fold them. And then just every so often switch the ones that you're using. And so for my kids, unless they wet the bed or have been sick, I tend to change their sheets every other week. All right, step four, this is optional but recommended. I want you to decide on your decorative bed pillows. So I would say do this once a year, or maybe you do it once and then you never have to do it again. So do you love making the bed in the morning and arranging the decorative pillows, or do you loathe it? Do you have a place in your room to put those pretty pillows, or do they go from the dusty floor back to your bed every day? Now, if you love the pillows, by all means keep them. This is about you and your home working for you. Whatever brings you joy is what you should do. However, if you find yourself begrudgingly making the bed and having to do all the pillows only to take them off a mere 12 to 16 hours later, then I would consider getting rid of them. I know it sounds crazy, but y'all, it can be so wonderful. Three years ago, I gave away all of our decorative pillows. I gave away our Euro shams. I gave away that tiny little S pillow that stood for Strickler. I gave away all of it. And since then, the only thing I have to do to make the bed is pull the covers up. It is magical. And you know what? I make the bed every single morning, and it takes approximately 30 seconds. Just as an added bonus, not having all those extra pillows makes it that much easier to slide into bed for a midday power nap or go sit in bed and read a book like a queen while my children nap. If you find me at 2 p.m. in my bed with my heat pad on my back and a book in hand, I want you to try not to confuse me with Beyonce herself because that is truly how I feel. So again, if you love the pillows and it makes you happy, then I want you to go ahead and keep them. But if you don't like them or you find them to be a pain or you have no place to put them besides the dirty floor, then allow me to free you from bed pillow prison. There are no rules about bed pillows. Your bed is likely not being photographed for a magazine cover this week. And if that day ever comes, feel free to go out and get yourself some decorative pillows for the occasion. But why don't you just wait until the magazine company calls to do that? Okay, step five, I want you to clear your bedside table. I probably do this about once or twice a month. So I know this seems simple enough, but it really does help to calm your space before you go to sleep. Try to limit yourself to a few items and nothing that isn't necessary. I have a catch-all little sweetgrass basket on my bedside table, which holds lip balm and my Kindle. The only other thing is really my water cup. Um, I do have my watch plugged in by my bed, and that acts as my alarm clock. But since it's so small and it doesn't have any apps on it, I'm not really tempted to, like, pick up my watch and scroll. And on the topic of getting good sleep and not being distracted, I would consider getting an actual alarm clock. This really frees you up from having your phone right by your pillow, and it could do wonders for your sleep. All right, step six. I want you to commit to a month of what I am calling closet investigation. 
Maybe do this like twice a year or seasonally, whatever works best for you. So in all honesty, I think like the Marie Kondo life-changing magic of tidying up, like I think her method of taking everything out of the closet all at once and assessing all of your items at one time really is an effective way to go. But we all know that that's like a pretty large commitment. So I want you to commit to it. I want you to put it on the calendar. Maybe you'll do it next month or when the seasons change. But in the meantime, I want you to commit to learning more about your closet and your needs. So seriously, I want you to set a timer for 10 minutes and we I want you to do the following things. First off, I want you to rehang any clothes that are not on their hangers well. Because if you have bad hangers or your clothes aren't hung well, it's really going to hurt your clothes. Secondly, I want you to grab a bin and immediately get rid of anything you know you don't want or never wear. Because again, it is costing you precious space. Three, I want you to bring clothes to the front that you haven't worn all season. And if they sit in the front for a few weeks and you never feel like putting them on, they are really great contenders for when you do your upcoming purge. All right, and number four, I want you to tape a piece of paper on the closet door or like uh, go to that same wish list that you have in your phone. And I want you to make a list of things that you actually need because this is really gonna save you next time you go shopping. It will remind you of what you need instead of just buying another random thing. So maybe you go and you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I really want a jean jacket. So instead of buying your like sixth black t-shirt that you don't actually need, you know, multiple times in the last month when I went to get dressed, I really wish that I had a jean jacket to put on over it and I didn't. And so you, you search for that item. You search for purposeful items that you actually want. Okay, moving on, step seven. I want you to go through your underwear, your bras, and your socks. Okay, I do this about once a year, and I know this might sound silly, but I think it is a really good thing to do once a year. It's very likely that you keep those kind of items in a drawer or bin, and it's easy to stuff a ton in there, and you likely have some that don't fit, some that fit but aren't comfortable, so you never wear them, or some that are really just plain old. So today is the day to get rid of them. You can donate what you can. Women's shelters can be a really great place for like gently used bras and underwear, but toss anything that is old or really well-worn. Same goes for your socks. Mismatched socks and socks with holes, I want you to get rid of them. Now, your drawers aren't nearly as crammed and you can actually see what is in them. I actually am in deep need of doing this to my sock drawer. I'm, I'm fairly certain that there's about 15 pairs of socks that I haven't worn in like two years. Okay, Step eight, we are going to do the same thing that we did for our underwear and bras and socks, but we are going to do it with our jewelry. Um, So the reason I say to do this is you likely have pieces that you absolutely love and would wear daily if you didn't have to sift through a ton of pieces that you don't like. This is the perfect time to finally get rid of certain styles or medals that you never wear. Maybe see if a close friend wants them or stick them in a little Ziploc for a donation center. And now I do understand that there is something to be said for having special pieces that you wear on special occasions or with specific outfits, but maybe just separate the two categories so that the things that you wear every day are easy to find and actually wear. All right, and a final little touch of advice on wearing expensive or precious jewelry comes to us from my dear grandmother. This happened to me back in fifth or sixth grade. I thought I had lost a diamond ring that she gave me. And when I called her, she really was not the least bit upset about it. She said, it is better to wear your jewelry and lose it than to tuck it away out of fear of something happening to it. And that has really, really stuck with me. So where are those pretty pieces that you've been hiding? They really are not doing any good sitting in a dark drawer. All right, everybody. 
My hope is that after this episode, your bedroom feels a little bit lighter, your underwear drawer isn't stuffed to the brim, and your socks all match. Your bedside table is simplified and your sheets are clean. The environment is calm and calling you to a silent night's sleep. I will see you next time when we are going to tackle kids' clothing. <laughs>